What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington. That's the heart of Arlington County here in Clarendon, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back for episode number 90. An exciting episode number 90 to get to. And to help us get through this episode, of course, to my right is our co-host, Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Hey, Chris. You sound really excited to be here this morning. It's still 50 degrees outside. <laughs> it's always a weather thing with you. <laughs> I mean, should I just add to the agenda? Joanna talks about the weather. Joanna's <laughs> grumpy about the weather. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll add that. Also, to my left, of course, it's our other co-host. It's Wayme Docs. Docs, what's up? Yeah, I'm glad Joanna corrected you because I was going to jump in there and say <laughs> the agenda is Joanna complains about the right. weather. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and it's ridiculous, Joanna. Forget the calendar for a second. The weather is perfect right now. I know it's great for running, and it's it, it'll get cold at another point. But just enjoy the day. Yes. Uh. She, she, she is like she has no words. Listen, if I'm telling you that you're being ridiculous because you're being too grumpy, that's <laughs> yeah. carry some weight. I know. I actually have had really good workouts this week, and it is nice because it's not too hot. Right. But I, I, it's January. I want a little snow. I want a little cold. Mm, you know. Where I heard it's coming in February. Oh, don't don't ruin my. That's day. what I heard. Please, please, please. And this was supposed to be such a bad winter. All I heard all summer was this was supposed to be such a terrible <laughs> winter. You, yeah. you know what? I actually does uh, put me in a, a Joanna weather mood. <laughs> right. What uh, is. Because I got a tin roof in my house. Yep. So when it's really pouring rain, I can hear it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has lately rained like crazy. Uh, and I'm thinking, it should be. this should be snow. This should be a snowstorm. Well, I'm glad it's not. Do you like that rain? Uh, is it relaxing to hear it's that inc- rain? It's incredible. Yeah, right. it's incredible. Maybe I love I should, it. Maybe I should get a tin roof. <laughs> um, big show to get to today, guys. Excited on today's program to be joined by Chris Breidner. He's with Team RWB, that's Team Red, White, and Blue, and he is the chapter captain of the D.C. chapter. So he's going to join us in studio here on Pace the Nation and tell us about Team RWB. I mean, you guys have seen all the Team RWB shirts and singlets at our races. Are they red? Races. They are red with an eagle on them. There's so, so many of them. Yeah, it's a huge, huge... Uh, program that uh, he's going to tell us all about, uh, and they do a lot of great things. So excited to have Chris here in studio today. Uh, we're going to talk a little ign- inauguration, uh, just a little bit. You know, we we don't like to do too much into politics, so we'll talk a little bit. The fact that you're going to be the one who's who's driving that, no. I think that people are not concerned at all about this being a, a politically driven discussion. Well, the inauguration is tomorrow. So I, for anybody who's thinking about tuning out, I, like I don't know what like Farley told us that he wants to do this. I guarantee it's this is not politically driven. This is going to be about road closures and stuff, isn't it? Yes. And how this affects how your running route. my yes. running life. Uh, yeah. So we'll talk just a little bit about that. Uh, I went to Penn State this past weekend. Uh, Docs went to a, the MGM National Harbor Casino, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that. And this little piggy stayed home. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit, a bit about the Bachelor. Uh, and the Bachelor, yeah, the Bachelor. Yeah, well, you know, Julie's a big fan of the show, and it, it was a little bit run, running, running related this week. 
So uh, we'll touch on that just for a minute. All right, but to be fair, you didn't tell us you were bringing this up, so this is, comes as a big <laughs> surprise for us. And then, um, yeah, well, again, equal I, thirds, everyone. I, I, won't, I won't go too in depth. Uh, there's not too much depth to get in there. To there. Uh, also, Kate Grace is a free agent, so we'll touch on that. Uh, but speaking of elite athletes, um, did you guys see the note to? My future self. You did a note to your future self? <laughs> no. <laughs> Boris Berrien, uh, New Balance athlete. Yeah, all the New Balance athletes actually oh, did okay. them. Yeah. Okay. I just read Boris Berrien's. Uh, he, he made the Olympic team in the 800. I thought it was a pretty interesting note to my future self. I'm guessing that, that Joanna knows this because Emma Coburn wrote one right. and yes. Jenny Simpson wrote one. And Brenda wrote one. Oh, and Brenda. Corey McGee wrote one. I mean, every, everybody did. So, uh-huh. Bo- so Boris's, Abby D. Boris's note to his future self talked about him working at McDonald's, mm-hmm. serving French fries. And the person who he was serving French fries to, you know, didn't realize what his goals and aspirations were and just saw him. Probably as a guy just serving fries who was going to end up there for the rest of his life. Uh, and I thought it was pretty cool to, to have that perspective of you never know what that person across from you is struggling with or inspiring to do, aspiring to do, or you know what they might end up doing. Because I'm sure as you uh, got your supersized meal, uh, I don't know where he was where he grew up or where he was serving fries. Or if they had the supersize at that time. <laughs> I, I think they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Have you? Do you people, supersize? <laughs> I don't go to McDonald's. Mm. Joanna, uh, <laughs> do you supersize your apple pie? Uh, no. no. I'm guessing I, that Joanna's an apple pie person she, at McDonald's. She, I don't know if she's a McDonald's person. Are, when, you a, are you an apple pie person at McDonald's? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know that they served apple pie there. <laughs> when is the last time you've been to McDonald's? Um, probably when I was uh, in grammar school. Yeah, I would see. Really? That. Yeah, that yeah. long ago. Mm-hmm. So she didn't see Boris Berrien at uh, McDonald's. I'm sure wherever he was uh, an employee of McDonald's. Uh, but my question is, what is your note to your future self? I still don't understand how this works. <laughs> uh, because, like, why are you talking about what you did in the past uh, to your future self? Doesn't your future self already know that? Well, but I think it's important to keep things in perspective. It's, Absolutely. It's really like a self, um, self-evaluation self and reflection tool. So uh-huh. Boris's note was sort of like, don't don't forget where you came from and don't forget the hard uh-huh. work that you put in to get where you are. Like, don't, don't rest on your laurels that you're now a world indoor champion and you're an Olympian. Like, remember where you came from and remember the work that you need to do to get to where you want to be. Okay, well, that's that's a good explanation. And like Emma Coburn's was like, don't be afraid to, to dream. Because mm-hmm. I think for Emma she's I mean definitely always been a a really strong performer but when she finished college and she's like I want to win an Olympic medal in the steeplechase I'm sure a lot of people are like whoa okay yeah good luck with that but Emma was like I believe in myself I'm going to surround myself with people that believe in my goals and then I'm going to achieve them and so her note was kind of like keep doing that like don't forget to dream big and then go after your goals so what's yours Joanna Um, I think mine would be to, to just like never stop It's similar to Boris or Emma yeah. or any of them. It's just to never stop improving and, mm-hmm. and never think that you're going to get to a level and then like life is going to start here. Everything's going to be perfect. If I get here, everything is just always a, a constant motion and improvement. And yeah, I think that, uh, yeah. And I think that's good. I, I thought about that too. Like what would my message to myself be would be, you know, I think about 
where we came from. Let's say, let's take this podcast and probably a lot of things in life. <laughs> Our, this podcast, for example, on episode one, mm-hmm. you're not thinking we're getting to episode 90. <laughs> you're thinking, what are we doing here? You know, and if I, and now if I think back, like, would I want to start over with this, knowing how much we've worked on this thing, knowing how long it took us to get to this well-polished show that we have Mm. and i'm using the air quotes for (laughs) well-polished i mean would we really want to put in all this work and note note to future self uh i have intentionally erased farley's phone number from my cell phone (laughs) do not add it right so that's a good one so i think that uh i i think that that's a that's kind of a good message like you know don't forget all that you've done to get to where you are because uh, I think everybody, you know, you know, hopefully grows and uh, becomes more successful throughout life. But it it didn't just start there. That's for sure. It's easy to forget sometimes where you started and right. the work that it took to get where you are. Because you can like if you're doing calculus, you can be like, oh, calculus, like so easy. But you have you had to start somewhere and you had to start with addition and subtraction. Right. So it's important to just remember that that everything is a constant journey and that you had to take those first steps at sometimes. And that's also helpful in a community setting as well, because remembering that other people need to take those first steps, too, and that you can you can be that catalyst to help people on their own journeys as well. I think it's a good way to to, to, to phrase that. Um, Except what, for the calculus part. We'll you, that, just, you were lost in that, weren't you? I, will, I was. We'll leave it at that because yeah. I think Doc's, I think you, you were, you, you know, somewhat inspiring. Doc's is going to bring us down. So we will. Well, I, I actually was thinking the other day that, you know, probably the best thing that's come out of the podcast. Yeah. What's that? The posters. No, my reconnection with my cousin. Oh, she listens to the show? He does. Oh, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course, your cousin, your second cousin, uh, Tom. Yeah, Tom M. And he sent me a Christmas card, and he liked my picture on Instagram. How about that? That's the <laughs> best thing about the show, man. Uh-huh. I'm disappointed. Oh. I mean, love Tom M. But what is she gonna say? Us? We're a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah. I, was um, hoping. I think that this is a good exercise, actually. Uh, the note to your future self, because sometimes it's good, like to have that perspective. Yep. Uh, this probably would have been a better exercise had you prepped me for it and not <laughs> asked me on the spot what I would say to myself. I know. Um, but I like the idea of, of um, not forgetting where you came from, not forgetting the hard work that goes into it, uh, being humble mm-hmm. uh, or being humbled, humbling yourself. Um, and also, I, I don't know if this, this goes into it, but um, I guess what Boris was saying also, I think is a really important thing um, that makes the world better if everybody is able to change their perspective and understand that whoever's giving them a hard time could be having a bad day True. as well and, mm-hmm. and trying to you know put your put yourself in the other people's shoes. Uh, I, I like that from a positive spin because that, that's really difficult for people to do. Um, and so all, something along all those lines, I would say. Uh, but this is definitely something that if I was really going to do it, I would want to put... Uh, more time than being it. put put yeah. on the spot. <laughs> well, they were inspiring uh, notes to their future selves. Uh, I, I didn't realize all the New Balance athletes did, did them, but yeah, check them out. Well, if you follow them exactly. on Instagram, maybe you yeah, would know. There you go. Uh, yeah, definitely inspiring stuff. Also, on the show next, a guy who's doing a lot of inspiring stuff. It's Chris Breidner. He is the chapter captain of Team Red, White, and Blue of the Washington, D.C. chapter. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. 
All right, welcome back to the program. And now, guys, we are excited to be joined by, in studio, Chris Breidner. He is the chapter captain of Team Red, White, and Blue, and that's of the D.C. chapter. Chris, how are you? Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Well, well, uh, I, I, I just you know ha- sat down with you for a couple minutes here before the... Uh, before the interview started, and I hear that you have started listening to our show, and that's you know that's always a positive. That's always how you get in our good graces. Early. Exactly. Exactly. So we really appreciate that. Anything? Any highlights from making it about us early on here? Any highlights from what you've heard recently on the show? Anything I, that stands out? I speak Chris Farley, <laughs> uh, so I can translate for you. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Chris Farley? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I really want to know the show in general. Yeah, so um, I unfortunately do not have any Nova running connections, okay. nor any connections to UVA, other than knowing that I have to say Wahoo Wah. Uh, you, you, are, you are immediately Joanna's favorite guest. <laughs> yes. Nice, yes. So, But no, I, I appreciate that it's not um, hardcore running talk, that we're mm-hmm. hearing a little bit more about people and stories, and that you have guests on from all across the country, but that still bring it back home to our local communities. So seeing the ties in the area that I live, but seeing where these people are in their lives now, and then relating it back to running, it's really enjoyable. Well, that's awesome, man. Um I, and I, we won't spend too much time on this, but you did know DuckTales, which was shocking to me. It seems like Wait, everybody you know knows that? DuckTales. How did you know that? Well, he emailed us earlier. And so oh, he, he did told, you yeah. said it was in the email. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was listening to the podcast recently and people were saying, you know, that they're excited for the DuckTales reboot <laughs> and then that there's some question about what is DuckTales and in my head, I'm driving through Georgetown while I'm listening, and I'm literally singing DuckTales. <laughs> and I was like, how do people not know about DuckTales? You know, maybe it's just a gap, but I feel like you missed out on a part of your childhood if you don't know about DuckTales. All right, so you're from Howard County. You're born in Howard County. So maybe it's just like an East Coast, Mid-Atlantic thing for DuckTales. Yeah, but I'm kind of from the East Coast, Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> all right, so, and you didn't know DuckTales. I know, and so is Farley. Farley, you didn't know it either. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, that's that's true. I knew of DuckTales. I didn't know the song as Chris uh, just uh, chimed in for us. So you're from Howard County, always were a runner. Did you go to high school in Howard County, and did you run track there? I did. I went to Mount Hebron High School, public high school in Ellicott City, Maryland. I did run track. Not the fastest, but mm-hmm. I ran um, indoor and outdoor track. I didn't do cross country. All four years of high school, uh, I was team captain starting the end of my sophomore year on. My best event, if you can call it best, um, was the 400, and the 4x4 was kind of what I was um, focusing on. We had some decent relay teams, um, but unfortunately, when everyone else kept growing, I kind of stopped. So, you know, being five foot eight, my limbs weren't as long as the others, and I didn't hit the gym very hard, so when I'm trying to compete with some pretty jacked mid-distance right. guys, I uh, I started to fall behind a little bit. So I had some okay times, you know, for a high schooler, and I had some interest from some colleges mm-hmm. uh, to continue running. But I loved track in high school. I loved um, I loved the camaraderie I had with my teammates, and I loved being a captain and the responsibility and the leadership opportunities that it gave me. Well, it really, ha- you know, running has has become a, a huge part of your life again here. Uh, tell us about Team RWB. You are the chapter captain here in the in the DC area, so tell us about Team RWB and how you got involved. Sure. So Team RWB stands for Team Red, White, and Blue. 
we're a nationwide nonprofit veteran service organization, or VSO. Nationwide, we have over 110,000 members in over 200 chapters. We have over 6,000 here in the D.C. area. Our mission statement is to enrich the lives of America's veterans by connecting to them through their communities, through physical and social activity. Yeah, and so uh, 6,000 people is just a huge amount. I mean, if you guys have been to a road race, you know, maybe recently, you see the... uh, what is it, an, an Eagle logo? Yeah, so so he's giving me the nice layup there. Yeah. We, we call our team members Eagles, okay. and it has to do with our logo, um, which for those on the podcast you can't see, but I'm pulling up my shirt, there very provocative yep. to show off <laughs> yeah, our, that's right. our team RWB shirt. Um, we have a red shirt that's pretty visible and is kind of the best marketing that we have for our organization. That in local races, we tell everyone to wear the Eagle. Um, we had over 400 people do Marine Corps Marathon as part of Team RWB. We had uh, about 375 do the Army 10 miler. We have people who do 5Ks all the way up to 100 milers. And we do a whole lot more than just run. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a dominant group at a lot of local races. And it sounds like, I mean, across the country, that's the same. What else do you do besides run? Sure. So. We often have the misperception that we're just a running club because people most likely see us at a race. And then some of our runners, I know a guest of your pod previously, Heather Hanscom, she's a Team RWB Eagle. She literally won Marine Corps uh, before. So people get the perception that we're super fast endurance athletes and that's what they have to be in order to join our club. But we're completely open to anyone to join, uh, veteran or civilian. You don't have to be a veteran to join. I'm actually a civilian myself. We're about 70% veteran, 30% civilian nationwide, about 65% veteran, 35% civilian here in the D.C. area. Um, In addition to running, we do rock climbing, yoga, CrossFit, uh, triathlon. We do social events, whether it's happy hours, going to baseball games, going to movies or plays together. And we do service events where it's volunteering with homeless shelters, um, working to clean up our national parks and monuments, working at the Special Olympics and things of those sort. So it is 6,000 people here in D.C. So how did you get to be in charge of these 6,000 people? Yeah, so I joined Team RWB. I've been here about three and a half years now. Um, I was first just what kind of an everyday eagle who was coming out to a weekly run, doing some volunteer events, and really just getting enjoyment out of my life and my involvement with the team. And kind of tying it back to my past that we spoke about a little earlier, I've always enjoyed leadership opportunities and the ability to you know, advance a cause and believe in something bigger than myself. And I really found that with this organization. And so I started asking around about how I could get more involved. So I first became the chapter's athletic director, who really works on just focusing on the athletic portion of our chapter. And then after being athletic director for a short period of time, our current chapter captain, as he so eloquently puts it, um, I kept, quote, pissing on his leg to <laughs> to uh, get more involved. So he and I had a discussion about me becoming co-captain with him, and then he took a step back, and then I've been running the show. Uh, I had another co-captain for a period, and then he took a step back as well, and so now I'm running the show solo again. So you guys, obviously, you know, through your mission, support uh, the veterans. Uh, you know, tell us how you actually do that and how that happens. Sure. So oftentimes... When a veteran leaves the military, whether they're leaving their current duty station or they're getting out of the military entirety, they really miss the sense of camaraderie and belonging that they had of those people around them. Their unit, their sense of family that had each other's backs. 
and they really find out that they're missing it. And we try to give them that sense of belonging with Team RWB. So when you look at the military, everyone's wearing the same uniform. And if you look at our Eagles, we're all wearing the same red shirt as well. And if you look in our crowd, you can't pick out the veteran from the civilian, typically, Mm -hmm. which is what we're kind of doing on purpose. And so we find that as our veterans become part of Team RWB and they get more integrated into their communities, they report a greater sense of self-worth and belonging to their local community. Yeah. And so what are these veterans struggling with? Yeah, so that's actually um, a kind of a misconception that's portrayed through the media is that all veterans, you know, may be struggling with post-traumatic stress or they may be, you know, a ticking time bomb of sorts or they really are lost. And in reality, some veterans definitely do have some struggles, um, but some of their struggles are no different than the struggles that I may face in my day to day. Like I'm not crazy about my day job or Mm -hmm. I'm having trouble at home with a relationship, that type of thing. Um, and we really just give them a sense of belonging and family to come out to and just have a good sense of camaraderie with. Now, there's definitely people who have experienced a lot more than just that. You know, someone may come out and in the military, they're doing PT, they're doing physical training, they're running six miles a day, they're rucking 50 pounds, and they're in the best shape of their lives. They get out of the military and, you know, they may get out of shape, they may gain some weight, they may have an injury from their military time. We've seen lots of our members who come out and they've lost a ton of weight. They've gotten in the best shape and they've done things physically that they never imagined doing before. And it's really an awesome thing to see. So who start? Who so who actually started? I know you're ahead of this, but there's a, a you know chapter here in D.C. But who actually started this program? And did they see that you know maybe there were some challenges veterans were facing? And is that why they started Team RWB? Yeah. So our founder is a guy named Mike Irwin. Okay. Uh, he was active duty military when he started Team RWB. Um, he was working. Uh, in Michigan on his grad degree, and he saw kind of a void in the nonprofit space of what he was looking to do that, you know, oftentimes nonprofits out there are looking to raise money for a cause, but they're not actually connecting the veterans to their community. So instead of asking people for, you know, a blank check, we're saying, hey, come out and participate with us. Come out and meet a veteran. Come out and make maybe one of your new best friends. And this movement's grown exponentially. You know, we're about a six-year-old organization Mm -hmm. and we already have over 100,000 members. And our growth has been in a hockey stick-like pattern. And it's just taken off because what we're doing works. And we have numbers behind it that show that not only the veterans, but the civilians who are part of our team are getting a great benefit out of this team as well. Yeah, and it's not just, I mean, everybody wants to support the military and support the veterans. So it's not just writing a check. Is that why you think you guys have seen that growth is you're actually getting, you know, giving people a platform to be involved? Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on the point you brought up there because it's, it's really how I got involved. Um, I've always been a big supporter of military organizations, but before I was kind of just writing checks, but I never got to see anybody. And I kind of was like, hey, I'd love to meet some of these people. I'm a big supporter of troops. I'd like to meet some veterans. Mm-hmm. And when I found this organization, it was like, oh, I actually get an opportunity to interact with them on a one-on-one basis. It's exactly what I was looking for. And in terms of our organization, I think we have such great growth and staying power because we've shown, well, first on a financial basis, over 88 cents of every dollar we raise goes directly to uh, veterans and veterans programs Mm -hmm. because we're an organization built on volunteers. I'm actually a volunteer myself. You know, I do this outside of my full-time job. I do about 
30 hours a week. So it's like a second full-time job. You for are, me. You're a full volunteer. I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we only, we have less than 50 full-time staff wow. members um, across the entire country. So everyone here in the DC chapter is a volunteer. Um, I have about 50 people on my leadership team and we are in charge of these and help run the events for these 6,000 members we have here locally, all volunteer based. But as a result, every dollar that we raise, we can put directly towards these veteran programs because we don't have high overhead costs. So how do you actually raise the money? And let's talk about, is it through running events? Yeah. So there's a lot of unique ways that we go to raise money. And one of the things we kind of pride ourselves on is we're not hitting up our members for individual donations. Mm -hmm. You're not getting an email from us saying, for only a $10 donation today, right, you right. can support a veteran for 30 days sort right. of thing. Um, we focus on the corporate side of things for our donations. We have some really big name partners who have seen the great work that we're doing. Um, Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, mm -hmm. you know, Facebook, Home Depot, Wells Fargo, like really big corporations that have given extremely generous donations to us that help us fund our programs. But then also on the local level, we partner with different races, something like Pacers. Sure. Um, we also partner, you know, with lots of different opportunities where oftentimes RWB may exchange a few man hours and people get out and they may roll up their sleeves and do some physical labor by volunteering at a race or doing something else. And in exchange, the organizer will donate money to our cause. So, again, everybody loves to hear these great stories of, you know, veteran success or maybe somebody turning their life around. Do you have those sort stories, sort of stories here from uh, the DC chapter of team RWB? Sure. So we have um, stories kind of all across the place where we have members who have done everything. You know, one of my best friends, he was a former team RWB Eagle named Adam Silver. Um, he openly struggled with um, some depression issues and some weight gain. Mm -hmm. And he went from being um, over 300 pounds to running the Marine Corps marathon. Wow. Um, was this somebody who was deployed and, uh, yeah, he was deployed. Um, and then he came back home, uh, went through some personal struggles, yeah. found team RWB and, um, he, he really got a lot of benefit out of it with the time that he was involved with the team. Um, we have another guy who comes right to mind named Larry Gonzalez, who actually met another Eagle on the uh, train on the way to army 10 miler. Mm -hmm. And Larry had just gotten out, was feeling a little bit lost, was looking for what was next in his life. Um, and he joined Team RWB, and Larry's kind of a, you know, a poster person for what I love about being in Team RWB. He's a great person who's willing to donate his time to anybody's cause. Um, he's doing all kinds of physical things that he may have never done before. And we have a lot of examples, you know, even on the civilian side. You know, I'm gonna pick yeah. on pick on myself here sure. for a second. So. Um, I'm type one diabetic. And so it's wow. actually really hard for me to do any type of endurance running. So even though I ran track, it was before I was diagnosed with diabetes and I used to dread running a mile. And mm. I was just like, I got to run a mile today because right. I ran the 400. So I was like one lap on the track, you know, dust my hands <laughs> right. off and I'm done. And I'm good. Um, so once distance I, runners are really jealous of you 400 meter guys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now, you know, now that I'm out here trying to do a little <laughs> bit longer distances, I'm like, man, I really should have done cross country in high right, school. Right, right. Um, but once I got diagnosed with diabetes, you know, it was a struggle for me to run, uh, you know, half a mile uh, mm -hmm. just because I didn't really have any endurance I finally got some things sorted out medically, and then I joined Team RWB, never running more than a 5K. 
And now I've done the Army 10 miler the last three years. I've done Cherry Blossom. Wow. I'm doing the half marathon rock and roll uh, in March. And so just for me personally, I'm able to achieve things athletically as well as personally that I wouldn't have had the opportunity, the encouragement, or the support to do if I hadn't been part of this team. So where do where do you guys meet? How can I get involved if I want to just you know show up for a run? Do you guys have organized runs that you do? Yeah, so... One of the great things about Team RWB is it's very ad hoc. There's no expectation for how frequent mm -hmm. you come out. We fit into your life however you're available. So if you go to teamrwb.org, there's a button that says join the team. Again, we're open to anyone, veteran or civilian, and it's completely free with no obligation to join. Once you type in your address, so will actually geolocate you to the nearest chapter based on your address. So even if you're you're listening, you know, out there and pace the nation and you're not local here to the DC area, mm -hmm. you can find another chapter close to you. And then you're added to that chapter's database, and we send out weekly emails of all the events that we have going on. And this could be like a weekly recurring run that we have at like Pacers and Navy Yard, right. or we meet in Old Town Alexandria at City Hall, or Bethesda Row at the Lululemon. This could be uh, a one-off event that we have that's a little bit more featured, like we're going to clean up the reefs at Arlington Cemetery next week, wow. or we're helping with the Special Olympics Polar Bear Plunge at National Stadium in February. And you'll get plugged into that as well as our Facebook group. And then however uh, you know it fits into your life is really the best way. It can be a little intimidating to just show up, but we promise that we're a friendly group of people and we're very welcoming. And all you need to do is just show up. And it doesn't matter if you know, if you're in shape, if you're out of shape, if you're young, you're old, we have eagles where literally the baby is born and we had a custom made onesie that we put on the baby. Uh, we have members in their 80s. We have people who like Heather, who won Marine Corps. Right. We have people who run 16 minute miles. You know, we're not just an athletic team. We do a whole lot more than just run. And you could hate physical activity and we have social and volunteer opportunities for you as well. We pretty much ask that you just have a positive attitude yep. and appreciation for veterans, and you're going to fit in great on our team. So you can you can be a longtime runner, you can be new to running, and then I mean, as a bonus, you said there is a run on Navy Yard on Wednesdays. You could even see Joanna. Probably. Yeah, Wednesdays so at when, six thirty. Six thirty p.m. Okay, jo Joanna, you could meet Joanna of the famous show Pace the Nation. I mean, it's and kind of like a two-for-one deal, yeah, right? Like is. you get to run with Team RWB and then you get to hang out with me. Yeah, well, let me just check the schedule. Actually, are you on the schedule that night in, in <laughs> Navy Yard? Uh, I don't want to over-promise here. No, but whether Joanne is there or not, that is uh, that is that that would be a great group uh to, if, you, if you are new, um, you guys really embrace these new runners, right? Exactly, yeah. You know, everybody was a new person at one point or another, and we really stress if our members, you know, you may have some of your closest friends that you join through the team now, but remember that first time you showed up and you felt a little awkward, a little insecure, didn't know how you'd fit in, didn't know what everybody was like, be welcoming, because everyone was in the same position that you are in right now. You never know when you're going to meet your new best friend through Team RWB. So this is a volunteer position, which blows my mind. Um, what's your What's your day job? Yeah, like nothing at all related right, to this. I, I work. Right. I work in corporate finance during the so day. So you work in corporate finance, which sounds like a forty to fifty hour a week, seventy job. to eighty, sometimes, seventy to eighty sometimes. <laughs> So do you ever get to go to any yeah. RWB stuff or are you always yeah. working? So yeah. it's funny. The the higher up that I've gotten involved with the leadership events or with the leadership roles, the less actual events I've been able to go to, which has been a little bit of a bummer. But at the same time, it's given me unique opportunities to create and forge new partnerships for our whole team yeah. that they're able to take part in. So I still try to go to at least one of our weekly runs. 
I live two blocks from the Old Town Alexandria run, so I really it's like an excuse for me to make sure I leave the office on time <laughs> right. to make it to that. But if you know, we meet Saturday mornings at Haynes Point, so I really hope I'm not working still on a Saturday. So I try to make it out to some of those or a yoga class that we have on Thursdays in Arlington just to help me relax a little bit and unplug from uh, the hustle and bustle of DC life. I mean, to pull back the curtain here a little bit, I'm feeling awful now. I, I crammed him in this interview here. <laughs> he he probably should be at work, but uh, I we we somehow cramped. So I really appreciate your time. It's okay. I got the I got the okay to work from home, so we're, we're <laughs> okay, solid. Good, Don't good, you worry. Good. Um, so 30 hours a week of this volunteer job, like what does that entail? So a lot of my personal stuff is, you know, a lot of behind the scenes um, working on partnerships, big picture stuff for our team, mm-hmm. um, as well as for better or for worse, I'm known as being scary fast on emails. So I'm also, <laughs> you, you, were, you were very quick to get back to us. Yes. So I, um, serve as kind of the primary point of contact for a lot of people who see, uh, team to be out and about and they have interest and my name's listed on the website. So people reach out to me and want to get plugged in and want to get involved. Mm-hmm. But like yesterday, for example, I was coordinating with you about filming this show. Um, I had someone from Whole Foods reach out about forming a potential partnership. I had a member who was dealing with some issues logistically about getting our emails. Yep. I had another person who wanted to coordinate a volunteer event Just coming up in stop. April. Yeah, um, yeah. I was able to sneak in a quick uh, personal run <laughs> nice. in between all of this. And then we did a Facebook Live session last night. Um, where I broadcast to our 6,000 members just because, you know, 6,000 people, I try to know as many people as I can, but it's hard for me to see every face. So I wanted to get myself out there, make sure everybody know, you know, who's behind all these emails and everything that's going on. And our whole leadership team as a whole is, again, all volunteer. I do a monthly report that we use to send out to National that they report to donors on where their dollars are going. And our volunteer team does an average of 1,350 hours a month, wow. um, all volunteer work. So if you split it over the roughly 50 people we have, it's like a second job for all of these people. They all have full-time positions elsewhere. Some of them are stay-at-home parents, but most people have full-time positions, and a stay-at-home parent can be like a time-and-a-half position sometimes. <laughs> right. um, and But they find time wherever they can in their life to fit in Team RWB. Uh, a couple other things, Chris. Um, <clears throat> so... What what is Charity Miles and how can we support that through the, through the uh, RWB app? Awesome, yeah. So Charity Miles is an app available on iPhone and Android platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people out there, especially some of the purists, don't like running with a phone. Uh, but if you run with your phone, uh, the app donates twenty five cents for every mile that you run and ten cents for every mile that you bike. And you literally just have to open the map and it's GPS based and you click track my run and when it's done you hit stop and they donate to us and the organization has donated about a hundred and fifty four thousand dollars so far just the team rwb and there's 20 or 30 different charities in there so it you know, we'd love for you to support team rwb and eagle nation mm-hmm. but if there's different charities that you'd like to support you know there's breast cancer awareness funds there's homeless shelter funds there's pets all different causes in there that you literally just have to carry your phone with you and it tracks it wow the number one question that i get is can i link it to my garmin uh unfortunately no, but um, if it runs at the exact same time, so if you use Map sure. My Run or Strava or any other app to track it, this won't interfere with that at all. It just runs in the background, same completely time. seamless. Yep. And this is this is just you doing work 
and somebody else is paying the program. Exactly. Yeah. So it's amazing. That is There's no reason not, <laughs> no, to, do not to do this. Yeah. Know. Charity Miles as an organization again works of corporate uh, sponsors. They've had you know a lot of health insurance companies because if people are more healthy, then ideally they'll need less. The premiums would be lower that the health insurance company pays out. So it's easy for them to say, hey, we'll donate $50,000 over the next six months. And then they pay it towards the charities because then the people participating are healthier and the insurance company sees sure. the benefit. Chiobani Yogurt was like another one. Mm -hmm. uh, Tylenol, Timex, you know, a lot of different brands that are associated with people getting active, moving, running, love to support Charity Miles. And he's been a big supporter of ours since day one. Uh, another event that I saw on your social media channels, and, and you can tell us what those social media platforms are, was this Old Glory Relay. Well, first, what, what are the social media platforms? And tell us about the Old Glory Relay. So we're on pretty much every social media platform, mm -hmm. both locally and nationally. Okay. Um, on Facebook, we have a private group for all of our members uh, that you find out once you join. Uh, but you can also find the national page on Facebook, Team RWB, to search for it. We'll be the first one that pops up. We're a vet uh, certified nonprofit. On Twitter, we're at Team RWB. Uh, locally for DC, we're at Team RWB DMV. Mm -hmm. um, same thing on Instagram. National is at Team RWB and local is Team RWB DMV. And we also have a podcast, the Eagle Nation podcast, nice. that we'd love for you to check out as well. Available um, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. SoundCloud, all that. Um, awesome, man. So I, I, I mentioned the Old Glory Relay. We're I think on Instagram, I saw a lot of your team uh, participating, and that looks like they're having a great time. What is this Old Glory Relay? Oh, boy. Old Glory Relay. Um, I say, oh, boy, because it's <laughs> it's funny thinking where it started and where it's taken off. Yeah. Um, it was originally known as Old Glory Coast to Coast, and now we've changed it to the Old Glory Relay because it's no longer just a coast-to-coast -coast run. But the, the premise of it is starting on 9-11 and ending on Veterans Day, we run one flag across the country entirely by Team RWB members or by local organizations Where does that it start? want to get involved. So the first two years, it started in San Francisco okay. and it ended here in D.C. This year, it started in Seattle and it ended in Tampa. So I wonder what's further, Seattle to oh, D.C.? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Geography. is not my strong suit. Oh, That's my gosh. Do you know that all four of those places are in the United States? Yes, I do. So Seattle's probably longer. It seems like that's further northwest. And yeah, anyways. But yeah, so we did it in the same amount of time. Wow. 60 days. Um, the first year that we did it, it was, you know, two really dedicated uh, Team RWB people, uh, Dave James and Joanna Graham, who bootstrap this effort of getting it across the country because we're still a pretty you know newborn organization at sure. that point and logistically we did not have the resources to plan this but it was a great way to see people get involved in their communities people coming out of the woodwork people who had never heard about team rwb and you just say who's that person running down the highway of a flag <laughs> right. on literally it's called the loneliest highway in america in nevada <laughs> yeah and you know who's sleeping in a tent and talking on you know local country station in kansas and <laughs> It was a great way for us to get our name out there and for people to learn about Team RWB in the first year. And it ended here in D.C. and we presented that flag to the secretary of the VA, Bob McDonald, and that flag still sits on his desk today. Wow. The second year, it gained a ton of traction because of the popularity it had in the first year. And we kind of had a lot more logistics and support behind it. And it became more of a fundraising effort. So we were asking some of the people who wanted to actually run the flag because everyone wants to get their hands on this flag to help raise some money for Team RWB as well. And it also ended here in D.C. 
um, for the second year, but we had a nice corporate sponsor of Microsoft. We ended at their headquarters and they gave us an extremely generous donation that we used to help fund our organization as well. I have some rapid fire technical questions. <laughs> Go for it. Um, how many people are involved in the relay? Like how many people actually end up running? Over a thousand. All right. Wow. And, and on average, how far does each person run? Uh, it's really their choice. We had a, a like a three-year-old carry it for about 100 feet before he got tired. Uh, um, lazy. <laughs> we have some, some ultra runners who will run 18 miles, get some food, and then come back and run another 12. Wow. Um, we did add a few bike legs, you know, the second time around. And uh -huh. if you ever ridden a bike um, with wind, you should definitely should not add a flag to it because right. it's like a sail right. at that point. So, Well, this was another question. How big is the flag? Uh, it's a five by seven flag. Okay. So it's a regular, legit. it's not one of those little, you know, lawn flags. No, right? no, no, not one okay. of those. And actually one of the hardest things is people underestimate the pole, you know, sure. when you're running off the pole for a long period of time. So, um, we actually would wrap it in, you know, PVC piping so you could rest it against your shoulder. The first year, you know, duct tape the whole nine. It was, you know, very fancy, very um, right, sophisticated. Right, right. The second year, we actually got a generous donation of car carbon fiber poles. So they're significantly lighter and easier to carry. That's awesome. And we put a little GPS tracker on it, too, so you could see at all points where the flag was across the country. And it was really cool to watch it move all yeah. the way across. So do you, I mean, are there, again, more logistical questions that uh, probably really Just don't matter? Just make sure they're in rapid fire <laughs> yeah, form. Yeah, okay. I mean, do you get, you know, you, you have 60 days to do it. And what if you get there in about 57 days? Do you just kind of slow it down the last few days? Or? So this is where the planning really came into key. Is oh, that plan. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, that whole <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Um, We organized 60 different days of people who were going to carry the flag and start in endpoints for that particular day. So come hell or high water, whether they did it in three hours or 18, they needed to cover that distance in that day. And once they did, we essentially had um, – a rest stop for the night, whether it gotcha. was a hotel or a local member that we stayed with. So if you're watching the flag on the uh, tracker on the internet, it might just be going up and down and stationary. Yeah, it's not, it's not moving too fast. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, if yeah. we're looking, like if you zoom way, way out on Google Maps, you may not see any movement at all sort of <laughs> right. thing. So, but yeah, we've done that the last three 9-11 to Veterans Days, and we have all kinds of plans for that going forward. Uh, what will the route be this year? Will it be Seattle to Tampa again? Uh, that's a secret to be revealed. We uh, we actually haven't announced it. Last year, we announced it at halftime of the Super Bowl. You know, a bold move going head-to-head -head of Coldplay. Right. Oh, wait, wait. That reminds me, though. Who do you think will win the Super Bowl? So, again, for those on the podcast, you can't see, but I actually have a Ravens tattoo. Wow, look at that. So the fact that the AFC teams are the Steelers and the Patriots are like my, my worst tough. nightmare yeah. for what's left in the AFC. So I will root for anyone in the NFC. So go Falcons, go Packers. Nice. Um, I'm not sure why Joanna just went off topic here uh, and talking football, but right. that's so typical of her. That is very typical. Um, She's getting the hard-hitting questions in. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, like if we could just get her to shut up about football. NFL. I know. You know. I mean, geez. <laughs> um, but let's go back to the, the major announcement. I mean, last year you guys did it at the Super Bowl. Uh, this Pace Nation is probably the only venue bigger than the Super Bowl. So, right. do you want to uh, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're break some an news offer. here? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, do we have to just come out and say it? Yeah, you know, here's a chance to break yeah. some news. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the what the legalities are on getting fired from a volunteer right, position, right. but um, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to push my luck too much on this. Right. But no, we will, we'll definitely have an announcement sometime in the first half of 2017. 
We'll announce all of the details there, as well as some overall, you know, really exciting things still to come for Team RWB, both locally and nationwide. So finally, Chris, we are excited at Pacers Running to be uh, partnered with you guys. Uh, tell us about the partnership with Pacers Running. So we're extremely excited to partner with Pacers Running, and I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here <laughs> yeah. in the room with three Pacers folks, um, but... Pacers running is what we consider kind of best in class, and we like partnering with best in class uh, people. So we were approached um, by what I've been told is one of your best customers, Mikey Lynch. Yes. Uh, he used to be a uh, Pacers ambassador. Ambassador, yeah. Yeah. So he's um, still spreading the word of Pacers today. No question. Um, so he approached me a while ago about, hey, have we ever thought about partnering with Pacers? And we said, you know, let's hash out some details. We sat down towards the end of 2016, worked out some agreements with Kathy, and yeah, we signed an agreement, and we're going to be partners now, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. It's it's going to be more than just the Wednesday run with Joanna and Navy Yard. It, you, know, we're, you guys are going to be our official partner for our Veterans Day 10K race, which I think makes total sense, and some other discounts along the way throughout the year as well. And some other exciting things that I'm I'm working on with Heather that are a secret for now. We'll right. have to wait till the Super Bowl to announce those. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. Yeah. Uh, Joanna, there's no bigger venue than Pace the Nation. Are yeah. you sure that you don't want to uh, give us an exclusive? Maybe we can do something live at halftime of the Super Bowl for Pace the Nation. Yes, but you know, it's really nice that we're going to have discounts to literally every race that yeah. Pacers puts on. Um, Pacers was generous enough to expand the military discount to be, you know, vets are very um, self-aware about not wanting to take a discount where sure. they don't earn it. So sometimes when they see a military discount, they feel, oh, it's only for active duty. Well, we asked them and they expanded it. They said, no, we want it to be to all military veterans, retired, discharged, you know, still active duty, reservist, whatever it may be. And it's now offered at every one of your races. Um, we have a Team RWB um, exclusive entry cost, so it lowers the barrier to entry. It gets more of our members out, gets them active in their community. Uh, Team RDB has the ability to sing the national anthem. Not me. We, <laughs> we want people to not have their ears bleed. Right. Um, but we have some really talented singers um, who could sing the national anthem at any one of your races and present the flag. We obviously have the Wednesday running at the Pacers store in Navy Yard, which is going to be really exciting. Uh, and then we have some other marketing opportunities where we think we can combine forces. And one thing that I'm selfishly very excited about is for the Parkway 10 miler. Yep. We get our own private bus to oh, shuttle us. So that, that's how you know yeah. you've made it in the world. <laughs> that's, that is huge. All right, Chris. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Uh, you know, I, I did add up all his work hours and his volunteer hours, it's, it can be upwards of a hundred hours a week. So cramming us in, I, uh, I really do appreciate it. And you can follow again, team RWB. Uh, it's at team RWB on Twitter. It's at team RWB, uh, DMV on, uh, Twitter and, and Instagram, as you said. Uh, so both the local and national handles there you're on Facebook, an amazing picture on the, the local, uh, Facebook page. I'm not a member yet, so I couldn't get in there, but there's, there is literally thousands of people. Yeah. That was our, the, that was our Marine Corps marathon dinner is the largest known gathering yeah. of team RDB members in one location. And it's funny how just a real quick, how it's progressed yeah. over time. When we first started hosting that dinner, we met in the basement of a school in like Northeast DC and we had a hundred people and we were really excited. And this one, we had over 400 people and we were in the ballroom of a Marriott. So that just kind of shows awesome. our organization's hockey stick growth. That's fantastic. Well, we really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you at uh, a future Pacers uh, running race. 
thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Big fan of the podcast and excited for everything that's here to come with Pacers. Thanks so much. All right, that's Chris Breidner, chapter captain of Team Red, White, and Blue here in Washington, D.C. He joined us here on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Chris Breidner. He's, the, again, the chapter captain of Team Red, White, and Blue for joining us here in studio uh, with Pace the Nation. Really cool stuff that they're doing. A lot of ways to get involved with Team Red, White, and Blue, and uh, a great organization. And if you don't have that app, uh, <laughs> seriously, think about it, especially if you run with your phone. I mean, that's a layup. I was most surprised to hear that they haven't been around that long. I know. Like how big they are now, and, and it's pretty recent. It is crazy. Yeah, wow. 2011, I think, I think he said. Yeah. Which is it's crazy. It's amazing how much they've grown and, and uh, uh, how, mu- how many people are involved in, in that program. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, such a good, it's such a cool thing. So Yeah, I do get that app. That was, that was a, a, an easy way to get involved and, and contribute to Team RWB. Um, I was really happy to see what a big football NFL football fan Chris was. <laughs> I know Joanna, and, and so is Joanna. Yeah. The two of you guys don't shut <laughs> up about NFL. I mean, he. Uh, we talked to him after the program. He could tell us exactly when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, like the exact date. I think he said like January twenty eighth, two thousand one, is when they won their first Super Bowl, and then they, of course, won uh, a few years back, beating the Forty ers and. So he could recount the game exactly how it went. I was really impressed. It was good to find somebody who had that um, much of an obsession with football uh, and, and an obsession with their team that was a pretty normal person. Made me feel <laughs> made me feel good about myself. You're not normal. <laughs> that you know, he was that obsessed with the with the Ravens and, and, and you know, doing good things, normal person. But uh now great to have Chris uh join us here on the show and We'll tweet out uh, a lot of links about uh, Team RWB and how you can get involved because Pacers Running will be certainly involved with them here in 2017. All right, uh, big news tomorrow, guys, is it's the inauguration. Um, And driving around this morning, I was a little late here as we record Thursday, January 19th. I was was a little late because my nanny was a little late coming to uh, my house because she was stuck in traffic. And then we were kind of stuck in traffic. So I think there's a lot more people here in town. There's supposed to be a million people coming into town for the inauguration. Now, but are, there's there's two events this weekend. There's also the Women's March. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe that's uh, another reason why there's a lot of folks in town. And there's I, I suspect, and I don't want to be political here, but I suspect right. that there's not very much overlap <laughs> between these two events. Bro. So that means that you have twice as big uh, a crowd. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's going to be... Uh, busier than i thought uh so are you guys gonna are you guys gonna go down there tomorrow do you have any um thoughts of of doing anything of leaving my house weekend (laughs) events you kidding so that's a no from docs uh joanna you gonna participate in either friday or saturday's events uh well i'll be working on friday okay um and i will be marching on saturday you will be Mm -hmm. fantastic uh so is it supposed to be a million women's march yeah. And is there going to be guys marching too? Yeah. So it's called a million women's march, but there'll be dudes in there too? Yeah. There there can be. Guys are invited. It's okay. an inclusive event. So it's William. And how million. much do you actually have to walk? 
a million women's <laughs> march with guys. I guess the Nike women's half marathon had guys, so that yeah. makes sense. Okay. I I'm, mean the the primary target audience is women. is women, right? But they're they're not turning away if guys want to come, if boyfriends, husbands, okay. friends want to come, that's fine. So the real question is: Is traffic going to be a disaster? Yes, yes, it is going to be a disaster. Yes. Okay, let's get right down yeah. to okay. it. Yeah. Yes. All right. In our running routes, I was I usually run downtown on Saturday, so not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, so do the uh, do the W N O D and D yeah. trail on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And this then is, I think if you're in D C, Rock Creek should be should be fine should be fine yeah. okay this is horrible segment for anybody <laughs> listening after the fact but i'm yeah. I'm glad that we're i mean right like well, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true actually it's coming out of my, like I this comes out on monday yeah. and so i don't understand why we're, hey please hey guys i hope you didn't yeah. run in dc last <laughs> right, saturday right. well i just uh it's the biggest thing going on in the world i just wanted to touch on it yeah and get your thoughts <clears throat> uh-huh all right. Um, well, I will tell you something. Uh, I saw the new Star Wars movie finally this week. <laughs> okay, so that's and that's his thoughts on it, the inauguration. It, it took a long time for me to see it. It really was good. I have to say, it really was good. I liked it. Have you guys seen it? No. Yeah. No. You guys are the worst. I uh, <laughs> also got have gotten all this feedback about Ducktales and stuff. Yes. And you guys, like, I'm tired of hanging out with you guys because you make me feel so inferior. But then, thank God for our, our community that Your writes listeners. back in and says, like, I can't believe they've never heard of Ducktales or I can't believe they haven't seen Star Wars. Well, Makes me feel better about my life because you guys make me feel like I'm I'm doing something an wrong. alien, right? Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh-huh. we we were not allowed to watch television, so I, there's uh-huh. a lot of shows from my youth that I don't know. Oh, this is a Ducktales statement. The Ducktales. I was statement. like, Star Wars is a movie, Joanna. Well, and I've seen. I like <laughs> Star Wars. I haven't seen any of the recent ones, but uh-huh. I, I saw the originals. Yeah, it's amazing to me what gets traction on this show. You know, I, 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 I bring <laughs> up I bring up the inauguration, and it's just nothing. You know, yeah. it's the biggest yes. event yeah. going on in the uh-huh. next few days here. But Docs mentions DuckTales, and there's 15 tweets about it. Yeah. Well, don't you think of those because everyone is talking about inauguration and like everyone's just sick yeah. of hearing about it? But like DuckTales, they want to talk yeah. about. Right. Because yeah. who's talking about DuckTales? Yeah. This show. I think we're, we're going to change we're, format. We're, Dogs, <laughs> DuckTales. I mean, we should have known, like, because the, the missing duck story in New Jersey had right. so much traction. True. Of course, DuckTales is going to be popular. And yeah, Chris, uh, you know, I was one of the first things he said over email was that he uh, related to Docs about the DuckTales. Who knew? I'm telling you, it's the personal stuff. You guys got to share more <laughs> personal information. Oh, I saw Star Wars yeah. and I went to the casino. All right. So let's get to that. You did go to the casino. I'm very jealous uh, uh-huh. of your trip to the cas- MGM casino on Friday night. How was uh-huh. it? Eh, I don't I would not recommend going on a Friday night. <laughs> Yeah, um, I could it see was that. so packed. But let, let me say this: like, it is this enormous building. Like, casinos are supposed to be grand, right? And you walk in, and they're doing construction right when you walk in. That's a buzzkill. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. And then um, there's like ID checks, which I guess makes sense, like in Maryland, but it, it, in Vegas, there's no ID checks. No. Like when you walk in, right? But the ID checks, like even that, should be grand. And it was. It was like they they had it roped off, but with those those um, like like when you're standing in line at an airport, right. you know those kind of things, really cheap right. uh, dividers. You'd think Should that they have velvet like velvet rope. ropes yeah. and and yeah, red carpets. I, I just and, yeah. I just felt like That's it was it was like this really big grandiose cheap place. <laughs> oh really? Wow. You know what I mean? Like ah, that's disappointing. I think they missed the mark. To be honest, it didn't feel like a it didn't feel like a. a 
you know, a high rolling casino. Are you just trying to make Farley feel better? (laughs) No, because I want to go back and make some money. But uh, (laughs) right. I I just think that they're I just don't I think they're not doing the little things right. And that's what that's like one of the things that casinos and Disneyland do really well. They do the little things right. Yeah. And it's all the the perception or the the feel how you feel emotionally in these places. What are some of the little things that Disney World does right? Oh, my gosh. They do every little thing right. I mean, they have every single person there has this great attitude. Um, I mean, like things like uh, if you're um, one of the characters, you you have to stay in character as long as you're out on the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like if you go to like uh, some shows at at another amusement park, like people will be off the stage and they'll take the hat off and all this kind of stuff. At Mm -hmm. Disneyland, you can't do stuff like that. But I remember like when we went to, I went with my sister and and her two kids and my brother-in-law was at a work event in Orlando and the kids were young enough that my sister needed some help. So I went down there and we went and we were buying tickets and they had somebody whose job was just to stand outside and help. Oh, hey, so can I help you with the tickets? You know, and you think, oh, they're just going to do upsell, upsell, upsell. And we're like, oh, we're thinking about getting it. She's like, you don't want to get that with the little kids. You're not going to jump. You're not going to. Just stay in the, you know, so she told us, guided us which tickets to get, hmm. clearly just giving us advice, not not trying to make us buy the most expensive passes. And, and they do stuff like that. Like everybody's there. So, yeah, the service and the experience, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what everybody should strive. to. Yeah, be like. I think so, too. I mean, our buddy uh, C.T. McGee, you know, he told us a story about going to Disney Disney World. You know, you get off the plane. There's immediately, if you choose this option, immediately someone from Disney there to take your baggage right away. They tell you exactly where to go. You don't even have to, from the airport, you never have to see your baggage. It ends up in your room hmm. and you go a direct train right to your room and they make it so easy. Exactly. And the experience is just incredible that at the end of the day, you're probably like, I don't, I don't care what I paid because they're really <laughs> not trying to upsell you. Really. They're, you know, they're, they're there to really yeah. nail the experience. Hmm. So that wasn't on the agenda though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But the casino, did you win any money at the casino? Docs? Mm, I didn't play yeah, because the, the tables like on a Friday night oh, also so were so expensive. I, yeah. I think day gambling during the week yeah. is the th- is the way to go. Go to a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, session. exactly. That's a good call. Um, but one of our friends sat down and, the, just the the one funny story, like he he sat down at the table and he was playing blackjack, and so I was coaching him because I think that I'm <laughs> I'm I know how to play He's a blackjack. blackjack coach. Yeah, and I was telling him what to do and all this kind of stuff. And there was two people at the end of the table that were the worst uh, blackjack players ever. Because there is a there is a formula to how you bet the, or not bet on. There's blackjack. certain things that you do and right. certain things that you don't do. Correct. And and you can stray from from the book, you know? Yep. But like when the dealer has is showing a six and you have a nineteen and you hit on that, you're an idiot. Right. And they were hitting on nineteen <laughs> right. and, and staying on, on twelve and you know, with the dealer showing a ten I don't want to get into the details. Right. Um to bore everybody. Everybody knows all this stuff. But but when they like to the point where uh, when the when they did the dealer switch, yeah, like I don't know how often they do it. Every twenty minutes, every thirty minutes, or something like that. They 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 bring in a new dealer. They had the their turnover meeting, mm-hmm. and the guy says, whispers to the lady uh, who is the dealer who's replacing, he's like, "Do not tell them what the book says. They get really really, really upset at you." 
Really? And I, was, I laughed. I was like, that's so hilarious. So like, because the dealers, they'll be like, oh, well, you you know, the book says you should hit on this or the book says you should yeah, say like, they'll the tell dealers you. want you to win too because yeah. you, the more they you win, the more tips they get. Well, I think eventually like the house gets the money, but they right. want to improve the experience uh, so that you feel like you have a chance to win. If you go there and you lose 10 straight hands, you probably will swear off gambling. But if you like play every night for, for months, you'll lose a lot more money. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, and Which is why like sometimes it's okay to play off the book, but I think that you can't be dumb about it. And these, they were just the worst gamblers ever. And then so my friend had the card out on the table, yep. and he was looking at that, and I was like, you don't need that card. I'll tell you what tell it exactly says. What I, I know what those things say. And so there was he had a 12, and the dealer had uh, an 8 showing and so i was like you gotta hit hit that you gotta hit and he goes i'll hold and i was like what are you doing you gotta hit on this and he's like he's he's like ignoring me locking me out whatever dealer so they they go through 12 dealer has turns things over and has to hit and the card that he would have gotten would have gotten my friend the win and he's like well he's like well it says to hold and then he looks at it and goes oh no no the h means hit Right. So he was even reading the card <laughs> wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are boring Joanna to tears here. So uh, that's very Gambling interesting. Talk. Very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, you, don't you guys have another podcast yeah, for do, this? No, he quit it. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm glad uh, you, you've given good advice. The casino is a weekday type. Uh, oh, I shouldn't tell people that right. because I don't want people to. Because here's the thing. Like, I don't like to gamble in crowds. Sure. Yeah. And and then when there's crowds, the 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 table limit is too high. Right. I just want to gamble for fun, and you gotta yeah. have you gotta have enough cash to to yeah. play. Right. Like you were saying. So, uh, and if the if the table's too high, then you have to have a lot of cash. No, we're not looking. And to, yeah. Yeah. So all right. So although I afternoon. did play the slots and I did win two point four million dollars. <laughs> Wow, I think we know somebody else who mm-hmm. did that too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, then that worked out for you. The congratulations on your 2.4 million. Thank you. Um, but bringing it back to something that Joanna is not interested in again, uh, mm-hmm. The Bachelor. Good. Oh yeah. Uh, oh well, I'm out now too. Yeah. Uh, the John, Bachelor. You want to go like? <laughs> Julie watches The Bachelor, um, and this guy uh, Nick is The Bachelor this year. And he ran track, I guess, in college. Where did he run? I don't know. Oregon. His name's Nick Simmons. <laughs> no, small school. Uh, what was his event? Uh, 800, I believe. Listen, uh, Farley, you need to tighten this story right. up and you need to have the answers to our questions. Right. Well, I just want, I, I, the, only, the only thing I wanted to say was that on this latest episode, he had three gold medalists there. Can you guys name one of the three gold medalists? I can name one wait. who wasn't there. Who's that? Matthew Sanchez yes. Jr. was and I not think there. Matthew should be there because he is a Bachelor fan. Yeah, wait, exactly. Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. Where the Bachelor had people on the show, but they're not competing. No, they had. He, as, they were just like visiting on. They the were show. visiting on the show as part of the one of the 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 wacky uh, day. I don't think I know how the had. Bachelor works. They had a date. That's with good a bunch for of, you. Yeah, okay. they had a date. I respect with you a, more for that. Joanna. Date with a bunch of the, the women, a group date. Okay. And three Olympians came to help. The uh, a male or female? Uh, two female, one male. Ooh. And they're are they medalists or Olympians? All gold medalists. All gold medalists. Oh, gold medalists. But all from the track and field world. Yes. Uh, was one of them a decathlete? No. All right. Uh, yeah, that was my guess too. Mm. Uh, Allison Felix. You got it. Wow. Was, okay. That was she my nailed, other guess. She nailed one. All right. That you're was my you're other probably guess. not going to get the other two. Uh, Allison Felix was one of them. Was one of them last name Ross? No, <laughs> uh, uh, Michelle Carter. 
she's a shot mm-hmm. shot, uh, shot putter, putter yeah. yeah yeah she was a gold medalist i believe here in in 2016 and then uh carl lewis Oh, Carl Lewis, I would not one, have most, gotten that. one of the most famous Olympians of all time. Wait, so did they have to uh, do something? They had to race them. No, no, they put them through. They coached them through what they called a Nick Athlon because the guy's name is Nick. Oh my so god! So they did all these like I don't know, you know, hundred yard dash. They did it. Were they track events? Yeah, they did it. They were kind of faux track events. They yeah. were short of short events that you'd run a hundred yards and jump into a hot tub with them. Uh, there was a javelin throw, which looked like lawn darts, and you'd throw it, and it would hit. If you could hit this heart-shaped couch with the uh, with the lawn dart, that was the jab throw that uh-huh. you ran. Can, can we, for just a second, explain yeah. the premise of The Bachelor to me? So yes. it's a dating show, right? Yes. Yeah, so they've got... And uh, then we can talk about DuckTales. <laughs> about, tw- <laughs> about 20 women who are, uh, who are competing for this one guy, and... The hope is that after the entire show, that they fall in love and. So they have to do challenges. I'm well. There's no the premise, Farley. Go get like how how does the show work? So so there's 20 women. He eliminates them. He eliminates one based on their their performance in the challenges. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just on how they connect. I mean, sometimes I mean that tells you something about someone if if they have if if they're good at lawn darts you know maybe you're more <laughs> attracted to somebody who's good at lawn darts I don't it know it is actually it is like a really big uh, indicator yeah, on, of, on of, a couple's uh, <laughs> right. compatibility right yeah so I've you, heard about you that go, so you go on these group dates and then you can select to go on one on one dates and if you uh, connect with the guy then you get a rose and then if you don't you might be left off. And he eliminates two or three or four people every week. And so it gets down to the point where it's like three people left. um, And And then they move to Utah and all get married. (laughs) Well, well, wait wait a second, though. So do the girls know who the guy is before... Because it's a reality show too, right? So yeah. did they did they just apply to be Good on the question. show? Yeah, they or apply did to they, be on the show. So they don't know who the guy is. So they, yeah. they, could, they could be in the show and not actually be interested in the guy. I think so. But they probably want the fame. Right. Yeah. I, this I isn't think you something get, you would be interested Joanna, in. Joanna, I think you for. get... I, I've never watched the show. Yeah. But my understanding is that with these kind of things, you, you get uh, all types... And and some of those types are, are people that want the celebrity yes. and want to be on the show. And some of these people are uh, really hoping that this lands them a good relationship. Agreed. And uh, it is wow. th- it's the bachelor's <laughs> job to. But it, like like with any with any courtship, don't you think that the if they were responsible parties that. Uh, uh, they would be honest and say, hey, listen, uh, don't waste a, a, a spot on me. Uh, I'm not interested. You know? Yeah. Probably right. Pro- probably. Probably but they I have a lot of really adult qu- uh, conversations on the show. I think that most most of them are looking for the fame. Yeah. I <laughs> now that I know a little bit more about it, I would say there there is no hope of the these people working out. How, how, in my opinion. Exactly. How does it work out when you're like thirty days in a house, like competing with? It, it's it's seems more of a competition. It is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to take my hat out of the ring here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to dissect this anymore. No. I think uh, I think I'm more interested in DuckTales at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, I was just disappointed <laughs> that Matthew wasn't one of the uh, Olympians on the show because well, that he is been, a Bachelor fan. Well, and that would have been terrible for Nick because then all the girls would have just wanted <laughs> know, to date Matthew. True. Oh, that could. That's there might be something true. to that. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll have to ask him about that uh and next co- week, next week when yeah. we are in Boston, uh, talking to Matthew Sensiewicz about uh, his book, like Father, like Son, 
a lot more to come from that. Um, finally, guys, uh, I want to... This is sort of a gambling show, and we'll we'll make this related to running, too. Wait, we didn't talk enough gambling? No, I, I wanted you guys to place your bets on where friend of the show, former guest Kate oh. Grace, is going to end up. She is a free agent right now. Her, so her contract with Wazell uh, expired. Yep. And so now she's negotiating, or people are courting her. Yep. Yeah, she's entertaining other offers. Yep. Hey, guys, uh, are we going to try to get her <laughs> a destination? How great would it be if she was running in a Pace the Nation single? <laughs> it would be great. Yeah. If we can get Chris hey. to, to do his announcement on the Super Bowl, we can get her. I mean, yeah. this show was going to be. Hey, listen, uh, while she's a free agent, does she have any races while she's a free agent? Can we just pay for one race? <laughs> That's a good question. She actually raced last week, I think, in like a blank singlet or yeah, something Yeah, it was just like black, that. Si- black singlet. Okay. Hey, if she wants to be back on the show, let's get her. Uh, <laughs> let's Let's do that. All right. Well, maybe we uh, maybe we can uh, ask her. All right. Not a bad idea, Docs. Not your worst idea. Uh huh. And also, uh, you could get her one of those uh, temporary tattoos that Joanna's getting yeah. made. I, we could we could do all that. Just put it on her face. But by my my question was, <laughs> where, where do you see Kate Grace ending up, Docs? Pace the nation. Pace the nation. Uh-huh. Your 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 uh, bet. Um. Well, I know what your choice is, so yeah. I'll I'll go New Balance. And I'm going to say Nike. All right, yeah. so it's Pace the Nation sponsor, mm-hmm. New Balance, Nike. So we'll mm-hmm. see where it shakes out. We'll see and what are we it. betting on this? Um, I don't know. If Whoever wins can dictate the uh, agenda for that show. That's for boring. The, for the <laughs> <for that> next <laughs> show. I'm glad I don't get to win that one. <sighs> well, listeners, you tweet in what the host should win. Uh, tweet us in at Pace the Nation. Let us know. Something that's not boring. Let us know what you should win yeah. if, if we uh, win the Kate Grace contest. Quick question, because um, I know that we have a, a lot of Wazell followers. Yeah. Why do you guys not think that she might just be re-signed with, the, with, the, with, with Wazell? I think it's probably too expensive for them. Yeah, that that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you, you, you may be right. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. But no, Lazelle's still a relatively small company, yeah. so yeah. I just I don't know that they have the sponsorship dollars that somebody like a Nike or New Balance has. Mm-hmm. And and Kate Grace has now proven her value, right? She yeah. made it to the Olympic final of the 800. So yeah. I, I just think that she might outgrow what Lazelle can can reasonably offer her. Right, and and I don't think that you can fault her for moving on from Lazelle because this is her no livelihood, question. and mm-hmm. and she needs to do what's best for her um and the and same thing happened with carrie gallagher where yeah. Ka- carrie gallagher was then picked up by nike yeah. yeah agreed all right of course this podcast is sponsored by pacers running pacers running with five area dc locations pacers running is for every run we also have our location in princeton new jersey at seven palmer square um you guys can always tweet us I asked for your tweet about Kate Grace. Always tweet us at Pace the Nation. Email us at PaceTheNation at gmail.com. Finally, guys, I wanted to uh, show you guys what uh, Wilson and the good guys over at uh, Lift Heavy Run Long. uh, Joanna, did you guess January 19th? (laughs) (laughs) I think that was your square. Mm. Uh, Look at these T-shirts. We got headbands. We've got uh, stickers. Can I wear a headband right now? You you can, yeah. Uh, really good stuff. They got towels, a tank top for Joanna. How do you, like? Really let's cool have a gear. draft. Let's not just let Joanna get all the good stuff. That's, oh, you, you would like a, a small tank top? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that one's uh, earmarked for her. 
Uh, but yeah, the good folks at Lift Heavy Run Long had us on their podcast. So, of course, check that out. Uh, if you haven't heard their show, uh, we were on there a couple weeks ago. So thanks to Wilson and the gang for uh, this awesome gear. We got to step up our, our gear. Uh, we are working on the final touches of the sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple different designs, and I'm going to ask you guys next week uh, what you guys think of the the Pace the Nation uh, design for the sweatshirt, and we're going to get that probably uh, in the works and produced uh, by middle of February. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right, guys, great show. Number 90 in the books. Thanks again to Chris Breidner for joining us. He is the chapter captain of Team Red, White, and Blue. A great organization. Glad to uh, be partnering with them here in 2017. All right, thanks again to Chris. Thanks to Joanna. Thanks to Docs. Thanks to Kelly, the intern. And thanks to you, the listener. We really appreciate you spreading the good word about Pace the Nation. I'm Chris Farley for Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.